AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. This program is paid for by Good Vibes Media. Coming to you from a wrong turn off Route 66. Somewhere in the Sonoran Desert, it's James Out West featuring Ryan Rooks. Good evening, Phoenix and friends. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? James Out West on this December 19th. Ooh, it's almost Christmas. 2022. It was a cold day in the desert today, my friends. Uh, in the studio today, obviously, not Ryan, because he would have already chimed in with, well, I can't believe I won. But that's for, that's for another day. He's actually covering the Lakers, Suns game, no D-book, no problem, maybe. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll hear from him around the... Uh, in about two segments from now. So uh, my brother, Seth, is actually in the house along with Pat, the stat guy, and Aaron on the other side. So everybody in this room, for the second time this year's team won this weekend. Aaron's team won this weekend. Your team won this weekend. Our team won this weekend. I want to say ours, Browns, Vikings, Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So um, how was your weekend real quick, sir? Um, I, my week, it was great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, a little bit of a Rooks answer, a, a lot of football, but, uh, you know, had some cousins visiting from the Midwest seems nice. to be happening every weekend. Yeah. I was going to say these days, the... but, uh, yeah, it was good. Aaron, how about you, sir? It was a good weekend. Just covered some football and that was about it, but tried my best to, to watch as much as I could. Oh yeah. Cause you also with the Cardinals. Hui. All right. Well, that's for another conversation. How was your weekend? It was a good weekend. Watched all those football games and watched a lot of teams just collapse. That's fantastic. It was a great weekend of football, honestly, without a doubt. My weekend started off with an impromptu take your kids on a flight to Vegas to drop them off for a football (laughs) game to turn around to come back to watch the Minnesota Vikings pull off the greatest come from behind victory in NFL history and football's yeah. been played for over a hundred years. Yeah. That's not even an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, the, obviously for me leaving in the air, I was following it on my phone and I was like, okay, they're down 17, nothing. Wow. That's quick. Oh my goodness. It's 33, nothing at halftime. And I didn't want to reach out to you, Patrick, because I was just worried about your state of mind, obviously. Right. Yeah. So then when we land, it's not that long of a flight. It was like an hour, you know, whatever I can land. I was like, I get the update. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. They're making it a game. And then by the time my brother, Seth, picked me up from the airport, they were – we got home to see Dalvin score that 64-yard yeah. uh, screen, screen pass, pass yeah. and then the two-point conversion. Like, we got to watch all of that. So, epic collapse by the uh, Jeff Saturday-led uh, yeah. Colts. Saturday didn't have a great Saturday. But I, yeah. what your team was able to do was truly incredible. We're going to dive into the game. Um Real quick here, but if we could, Aaron, do you happen to have, did you happen to get anything for me this morning? You did not. That is okay. Um, I was thinking about the Paul Allen call of hearing that kick at the oh, end, yeah. though, to win it in overtime. Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Um, if you get a chance, go pull that up on Fanside or ESPN or YouTube, even that. The clip of hearing him after what he was going through in the first half, you want to talk about a tale of two halves, like to see what the obviously the coaches and the players are going through from the Viking sideline, but like the play-by-play guy to just see, like you said, Seth, the shot being shot in the foot like they were over and over and over again. To have that happen is so unbelievable to be able to call that back, and he's an, an animated guy to begin with. So to be able to get that call is yeah, truly no. tremendous. His calls are great. Yeah, I mean, he's got multiple, right? Even with that Bills game, you know, he had some great calls. But, uh, 
Yeah, dude, it, it was an unreal game, right? Like they they might have had the game of the year against the Bills, and then they have the comeback, the biggest comeback of all time. So I was telling you guys this earlier. It's it's definitely a, a season to remember for Vikings fans. Absolutely, and for all those Kirk haters, I mean, come on, like when's enough's enough? Like the guy does everything right. He's been doing everything right. I feel like he does not get the respect at all. And if you would, if if this was Aaron Rodgers on this team, and they were eleven and three, but but winning what eight games by one score or less. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers would be up for the MVP talk. Not saying that Kurt should. I'm just saying, like, that's how much little dis- how little respect he gets is the fact that. Yeah. Well, he was, let's be honest, he was brought in to win the division. You know, he was brought in after the Minneapolis Miracle. You know, we were we were right there to, we, on the brink of making the Super Bowl, and we haven't been back since. So, like, you know, I don't know. We had some high expectations for the the Kirko, uh, fran- um, you know, dynasty. But listen, he's, and they, the quarterbacks play longer than ever now. Right, so you're gonna have this ability of having per- perhaps Rodgers on his last year, or maybe two, but maybe this is his last run with Green Bay. I mean, we know Detroit Lions have gotten better. The Chicago Bears are going to get better, but they're not gonna challenge for the division. This is your guys' division to take control over for the next three or four years, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and Kurt gives you that ability because he can play later in his career, like more quarterbacks are doing yeah. now. I think he's starting to trust himself too and trust the guys around him and and again like you know we've we've said he hasn't looked that clutch in the past but this is the year. It's it's seven uh fourth quarter comebacks for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins so far this year. So uh he might starting might start to earn that uh that clutch bill. Did you see his stat line? What what you got for me? 34 of 54. For 460 yards. Yeah. Four touchdowns, two interceptions. But this is the thing that gets me here. Seven sacks. This man is sacked seven times. He throws a pick six. Everything that could possibly go wrong, it goes wrong. And you go into halftime down 33-0. Yeah. And you find a way to come out, rally your team, and make those men go out there and score. And you win an overtime of, you know, like... Yeah, he went in there as the second uh, respect highest, has kind of been earned. Yeah, the second highest pressured quarterback in the league going into that game. So he, you know, he probably kept that again with this, like you said, seven sacks. That's crazy. If you want to um, win a Super Bowl, your quarterback has to be top half of the league. I and, think he's every bit of that. And we talk about, you know, obviously the biggest comeback. What a f- second half, right? Like um, they had three first downs in the first half. The Vikings. So when you say he has 460 passing yards, think about how much of that is in just in the second half. Right, like, geez, like. Well, like you said, Pat Peterson, and we can bring him up since he's a local guy. He made it kind of some, a sarcastic joke or comment during halftime. He told Kurt, well, told the team, like, all we need is five more touchdowns. And Kurt, in the post game, yeah, said, you know, he wasn't being sarcastic. He goes, I think, he goes, I wasn't. He goes, he goes, I don't know if he was joking or being sarcastic when he said it, but he was like, all we need is five touchdowns. I didn't really think about it like that, and then all of a sudden we got rolling. Yeah, and it was like, well, maybe that's going to happen. Yeah, they did. They they came out in the second half. Um, you know, they got the ball, scored a touchdown, got the ball back, scored again. So. Two quick touchdowns, like you started to believe, oh, they can make this a game at least, right? And then, you know, little did we know that they, they had it. You know, Matt Ryan was going to do it again. <laughs> you see that comeback and you see, you know, 39 points. You think Dalvin probably had a heck of a day. And I'm looking at it 95 yards. It receiving and rushing each. So he put up. Yeah, yeah. 190 combined and had two touchdowns. He had one run. Yeah, yeah, or no, he didn't have one rushing. Look at the receivers' numbers, though. They were all ridiculous. KJ Osborne, case by KJ Osborne, and double digit on Justin Jefferson. You know, it was right. a game of over and, 125 and, and had yards. clutch catches again. Like he just, you know, and same same with Hawk. Hawk, you know, he Hawk has his one or two drops every game, which I hate. But you know, they do. They come in through with like three or four clutch catches, and they're they're really f- like filling their roles quite well right now. <laughs> 
Adam, now here's a throwback. Adam Thielen reminds me of another great third down white wide receiver, and his name is Joe Jervicious. Okay. Like, that's who yes. he reminds me of a little bit. Same build, big. Like, you can trust him to make yeah. the hard catch, and he will surprise you from time to time with some athleticism in the end zone. Toe yeah. tap, get you know, make some miraculous catch. Big guy, strong, and you trust on third down. Like, the fact that K.J. Osborne did what he did, my son, who's just now starting to get into, like, football, the NFL and Vikings, he came in, he's like, what's uh, what's that Osborne's first name? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, K.J. He's like, what's it stand for? We're like, I don't know. You better look this yeah. up, you know? Which Ke- Kendrick Osborne. There we Jr. go. Thank yep. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you looked it up. Thank you, sir. Um, obviously, the game of it's hard to say. Yes, because the greatest comeback of all time, so it could be the game of the week. But it was very exciting because of the second half. The first half wasn't exciting. I mean, for Colts fans. Yeah. But like for the NFL, if they would have been up forty nothing, they might have switched that game off from the television, you know, to something else. We had how many overtime games this week? I think three two of which ended, which we're going to get into, ended in pick sixes of the miraculous kind, of the miraculous kind. So before we get too deep into the weekend, Thursday we did have a game. It was uh, Ryan San Francisco 49ers taking on his wife's Seattle Seahawks. Uh, It was not a very good game. I mean, San Francisco did what they needed to do. Seven, yeah. seven, seven, what? And it's 21-13. Shout out to the local boy, right? Yeah. Brock Purdy did it again. But. They they looked good. They look dominant right now. Seattle's showing, you know, maybe they are still a good team, and they maybe could make the playoffs. I don't think they will. Um, but San Francisco looking as good as they are. They're in, they're in, they're not going to catch Philly, but they are in the right spot to really make a deep run in the NFC. I mean, they really are. Ten and four. Yeah. They've clinched the division, right? No, have they clinched the division? I think they I did, think yeah. They clinched the yeah. division. My goodness. Yeah, and the Cowboys clinched the playoffs. That's unbelievable. So even when the Giants win, they lose because they got the Cowboys in the playoffs. Either way, the San Francisco 49ers game was, like I said, it wasn't very fun to watch, but they did what they needed to do on a Thursday night, get it done, get the extra rest for next weekend. Um, I'm glad that Ryan's not here to talk about it because he has. I mean, they were just I – mean, it was a perfect game. Again, for Ryan, that was fun to watch, right? He got yeah, to see yeah, George absolutely. Kittle get in the end zone twice and spike the ball, and you know Christian McCaffrey had a good game. Again, Brock Purdy had a good game. For Ryan and San Francisco 49ers fans, that was a really fun game. And in that household, you know. Yeah, what? like he said, he was glad. He was glad his wife was at work. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have to see and watch that with her because it was a little painful for that. Um, so that was the Thursday night game. Saturday, obviously, the Colts game. Um, you kind of wanted to dive in, Pat, a little bit into, like, the game as a whole, like obviously the first half was is what it was, but in the second half, what were some of the things that you saw because you were obviously glued to it that made you believe, hey, this team's going to come back and win this game? Like when did you have the feeling they were going to come back and win this game? Do you know what? Um, you know, I mean, it started uh, probably when we got it within 15 points. So at, at one point, you know, and Justin was making some great catches. And again, you know, when we scored two touchdowns right off the bat, like to start the second half and, and you know, put a little dent in, we knew we, I knew we were going to make it a game, right? Like we were we were going to, we're, we're such a great second-half team and even better fourth-quarter team that we're going to make this a game. Um, but I didn't start thinking it was really possible until it was a two-score game. And then um, and then it felt like the, the refs were doing everything to take the game from us. So, um, you know, it, it was there was a lot of ups and downs still the whole way. But, like, you know, the, you know, it was a nail-biter to the end, just thinking it felt like the Colts couldn't stop us. It was just – it was really a battle against time, right? So, but, uh, yeah, either way, just, at, at, you know – just with everybody coming through, um, obviously, um, the big play that actually tied it—that Dalvin touchdown—like that felt like 
you know, like the football gods were finally making, letting things go our way again because they tried to take it from us. We had a fumble. They called a fumble. They called it uh, the, the runner down where he fumbled standing all the way up. Like he was completely standing up. And somehow the refs said the ball like he was down. And then they blow the whistle. So our return for a touchdown, which would, would have brought us within two, um, you know, got taken away from us. Um, so, yeah, it just, you know, I don't know when exactly I believed, but um, you knew we were going to make it a game and that, like, it was going to be exciting to watch. I figured when we when we saw, listen, that wasn't the only game that had bad officiating in the NFL this weekend. It was probably the first one, because I don't know that there was any egregious calls in that San Francisco-Seattle game, yeah. but that indie game, like, to have those two things happen that were very blatant, like, yeah. very blatant. Yeah. Like, if we have all this technology, why aren't we taking taking use of it? That's for another conversation. On the other side, we'll probably dive in, finish up this game, get in the rest of Saturday games. Sunday games, you know what we do. KDUS 1060 AM Phoenix, home of the Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen, and James Out West. We will see you on the other side. KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060. Welcome back to James Out West, featuring Ryan Rooks on KDUS 1060. Thank you, CJ, as always. James Out West. usually say Ryan Rooks, but he's not here today. Uh, We will hear from him after the next break. Uh, So with the NFL season, obviously turning down the regular season, finishing up here, we have Saturday games, we have Sunday games. Um, The Saturday games, all of them basically showed up. Now, the one that didn't show up the most would have been the Cleveland game, but it's still electric because of how many crazy things happen. Uh, Justin Tucker never misses field goals. Missed one. He never gets a field goal blocked. Had that happen too. Uh, scoop score for a touchdown. Uh, we, a lot of things that happened typically don't happen that made it an electric game for a 13-3 to game. Um, weather wasn't – I mean, it was snowing. It was it was cold. It was what it was. Uh, quarterback play for both sides could be better. I mean, they were really hammering the Ravens quarterback – well, offense as a whole. And John Harbaugh seems to think that it's the passing game entirely, but it's not to be blamed on Tyler Huntley, whatever that means. I, I – you know, so it's everybody else's fault, but his, okay. Uh, Deshaun still looks like a rusty quarterback after two years, 18 to 28, 161 a touch. Uh, you know, they leaned on Nick Chubb, finally 21 carries, was over 100 yards, and then got stopped for a loss, fell to 99 yards. But J.K., J.K. got his yards. Watch that be the difference like in our fantasy guy. matchup, James. Right, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries, buck 25, did look very good for the Ravens. But even with all of that happening, and Gus Edwards, seven carries, 55 yards. Like, they were getting, dude, they were Gus averaging 9.6, 7.9. They were averaging huge clips of yardage and still only scored three points. And that three points was in the second quarter. Cleveland's defense, which has been porous, has was really effective in this game. Basically took, uh, took Mark Andrews out of the game. Defense was flying around the ball. It was, it was fun to watch that as a Browns fan. Like we said, you know, that's about it. Um, it, but it was the least exciting of the three games because the nightcap game being in Buffalo and the snow and him shoveling it all out and how cold it was and NFL Network being there and it being a you know a, a division rival game with the Dolphins who won the first three games, then lost the next three games because two was out, then won five in a row. Now they've lost three in a row again. 
this Miami squad is has been a roller coaster season for them, but they gave Buffalo one hell of a game on on Saturday night. You know, at one point mm-hmm. you did think, oh, they they can win this game. Right. They can win this game. Uh, but maybe Josh Allen might have been a little bit too much. What were your thoughts, Seth, about that that uh that Buffalo game? Exactly what you said, Josh Allen, at the end of the day, he's just too much. You're looking at 300-plus yards passing, four touchdowns, no picks. Plus, he's got wheels on the ground. He's just almost impossible at this point to defend. And even when you're Miami and you have a good game against Josh Allen, you better have a great game or you don't win those games, and they didn't. Tua was good, 235 yards passing, two touchdowns again, no picks. He did his job. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill both showed up, did their jobs. You even got 136 yards rushing out of Raheem Mostert. But again, if you're not great, you're not beating them. Yeah, I mean, Allen still, and he had 10 carries, 77 yards. You look at, Miami did this, though. Miami did score every single quarter. But they bookended it with field goals. (laughs) And Buffalo bookended it with touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. I mean, it was a three-point game. Three-point game was all the difference here. Uh, th- what'd you think about it, Pat? What was your, I mean, I, I loved watching the game. I was in between that and obviously being back home and everything kind of being right. out tired, but what a, what a, for a nightcap, for a game to be like, how great was it to have that game be that for Saturday? You're talking about the Dolphins game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I thought it was a great game, obviously. And I thought the Dolphins had them, you know, I know I saw, well, saw some video of Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins getting ready for the cold weather. And, um, I thought they had a good game plan and, and that they could actually pull it out and, you know, like you said, they were running the ball really well. And, you know, I think they kind of went away from the run at the end and, and that might have cost them. And then, you know, obviously Josh Allen, um, you know, is a beast and and, you know, potentially the MVP of the league, I guess. You know, he, he, the guy's a monster. But, you know, I, I do wonder if if the Dolphins game plan and the coaching at the end cost them. I mean, it could have. Looking at like the differences, honestly, because we're splitting hairs, it's a three point game. So it's basically anything. And it came down to the end. They both gave up two sacks, no interceptions thrown. Buffalo lost one fumble, so they did have a turnover. But, like, uh, average yards per play, seven to six. Miami's rushed. Both of them had over 150 yards rushing. Both were over 200 and some yards passing. Like, they were – everything was was very, very eye-to-eye, except for third down efficiency, where Buffalo was almost 60% and the Dolphins were 35%. Like, that is – we're splitting hairs, but that's a, that could honestly be the difference – in the ball game, yeah. was that one thing, or they had one more penalty? What was that one more penalty? Did it put them that much closer for that field goal? Like all of those things, that's how close. And to me, that's why the Miami Dolphins are better than their eight and six record indicates. Because I think they give everybody a game. Other than that one time where they got blown out, basically without two, they've give everybody a game. And when they're rolling, they're hard to beat. That's also in the coldest weather two has ever played, and I'm assuming. That's, you know what I'm saying? And, and to have that happen to them, this might have gotten them ready for the playoffs because there's a chance they're going to see them again. Yeah. In week one, in week one potentially, this if Buffalo also, doesn't get the get the first round, this is also kind of what Buffalo has done as of recently. They let teams that are not as good as them play with them all game long, and then at the end they do their job. You think the Dolphins aren't? Oh, you, you think the Dolphins are that I, far I, behind I, them? Though? No, I think the Dolphins are good. They're they're not as good as Buffalo, but hey, okay. when Buffalo lets you play with them all day long, you can be. Yeah, I mean, it was that close. If this was in Miami, maybe that that scores flipped just because you know the the ball might bounce your your way one you know versus right. the other. It was a listen. It was an exciting game. It got the weekend going for football, obviously, and then going into Sunday morning, 
the other football, which I cannot and I will not fake front and try to be a fan that every four years I show my, you know, my patriotism yeah. and I'm going to cheer for the U.S. men's soccer team because you know what? I don't care. I yeah. don't care. So, and I'll be honest, I don't care. I'm not going to, and I know that people love it and I'm glad that people love it and I understand it's the world's global sport. I just, it's not for me. But there was an amazing game I heard. It's like the greatest World Cup game of all time. All my texts were blowing up by all my Fairweather friends that are, you know, fans yeah. of soccer every four years like everything else. Um, and all of a sudden, they're know-it-alls about soccer, too. Like, yeah, some yeah. of them some yeah. of them for sure do, uh, but there's there can't be. You mean to tell me that I'm the only one that isn't that deep in soccer? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I but, mean, I, I know enough to know who Lionel Messi is. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Exactly. I, I, couldn't I know bo- they play on a pitch. I yeah. could, bro, I said the field the other time. I couldn't, I maybe could point him out of line. If you put the five best soccer players up, yeah. I could probably tell you their names, and I couldn't point to you he's, which he's, face is he's who. The, he's the little one. I couldn't. Aren't they all little? <laughs> I mean, aren't they all pretty little guys? The Americans had know. a couple guys that weren't. I don't know. I don't, I don't the last so, yeah. World Cup that we were actually something in. I mean, if I you're know comparing them to guys. our NFL players. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, well, I'm comparing them to, like, you know, regular human beings. Like, aren't they, like, the size of jockeys or something? I don't know. No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch soccer. I don't watch it. I understand. They're endurance These athletes. It's a huge. Well, oh, of course they would. <laughs> well, no, actually, hold on. Yes, in a race or an endurance, but, dude, they get blown on and they fall down like they were shot by a sniper. Yeah, okay. So I can't – don't give me that. They are the biggest – we have floppers in the NBA. Soccer is okay. the biggest floppers, you're not, bro. You're not as tough as your tattoos make you look, that, That's 100% <laughs> true. That is 100% accurate. Ditto for soccer players because they're all full-sleeved up. Yeah. I can't imagine that they could even go through the pain of doing that considering I've seen them fall down after right. being tripped in that's grass. <laughs> My kids get tripped in grass at the school and skin their knee and don't cry as bad as these guys. Yeah. That's right. Line them up. Bring them in. Yeah. I'll be waiting for you outside of Hubbard. All the soccer players want to come up and get some. Because okay. ain't none of them going to want that. Because none of us not, do. Not I'm 40. I have barely just got health insurance. We don't need to go into no hospitals. We don't need to be getting no fights. I'll be out of breath real early anyways. It won't be much of one. Either way, I heard it was a tremendous game. It yep. went on to like penalty kicks. And it was like yeah. it was like the greatest World Cup. Great. They had the greatest football weekend Dude, of ever. Penalty That's awesome. Kicks. Just That's think awesome. about how great that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that from hockey and yeah, just all no. that stuff. Like, well, you're not a <laughs> hockey fan either, but like think about just I penalty know what shots you're talking and like about, yes. how fun I get that is, it. bro. I get it. And exciting. And I get it. Yeah. Either way, it's set up for Mbappe. You know that guy? I think that's his name. He had, who? A, he, he had a hat trick. One of the French guys. Okay, that's a three. That's that's because I get that from. Yeah, he had from a hat trick that. and then a yeah a goal and the and they shootout. almost yeah they almost burned London down. By the way, yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> he had a hat trick and then they almost burned the city to the ground. Yeah, I watched it. the video. Uh, I won't start an international incident. That city could. We <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna. Their food's terrible. Anyways, we're getting way off course. Uh, it, bottom line was it set up because it was like within one minute of NFL kickoff for Fox. And it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to move NFL football to FS1 that nobody even knows if they have? Or we're going to move the World Cup in penalty kicks to FS1? Right. Either way, they had him in sweating bullets. Somebody's going to get fired <laughs> right. if they didn't get them penalty kicks down. Either way, it happened, walk off, and they roll right into some of the best football we've had. Like this weekend of football, and we said this a few weekends ago, maybe 10 weeks ago, this might be the greatest weekend of football we've had. This weekend of NFL football was the greatest weekend we've had. It's pretty great. Simply yeah. because of how all, so many of these games ended. And and I'm not going to tease this because this just came to me, but there's one team that is more, that is happier. There's one team happier than the Raiders doing what they did. There's one team happier in the NFL, and that team is the Dallas Cowboys. 
because yeah. nobody is talking about what happened in Dallas, right. how they gave up a 40-burger in Jacksonville to Jacksonville and lost on the on a miraculous interception and overtime walk-off. We're not talking about that because we're talking about the dumbest play in NFL history, which happened in the Raiders-Patriots game, yeah. the the evil empire we had. We basically had Vader versus you know Palpatine. We had you know the apprentice versus the master. Um, I said earlier in the week that there was no way that Bill Belichick was going to lose to Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And watching that game, you started to think, oh, it might happen. And you're like, okay, no, they got under control. And then the touchdown that never was, which right. we'll get into on the other side of the break, because this is ridiculous. Either way, what a surprising ending. We'll get into that on the other side, along with the other games. And Ryan, he's going to be calling in. I will talk to him for about five minutes. We'll keep that tight. All right? You're listening to KDUS Phoenix, 1060 AM, home of the Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen, James Out West. We're going long this one. Uh, the NAU Lady Lumberjacks, as well as NA, oh, ASU Women's Basketball. Go Sun Devils. See you on the yeah. other side. Welcome back to James Out West, featuring Ryan Brooks on KDUS 1060. Thanks as always, CJ, James Out West, Pat Stack, I in the house, Seth in the house as well. Um, we will be hearing from Ryan shortly. He said he's going to try to find a... Qu- oh, is he? Right on. All right, so we are going to do... This is the first time we've done this in a while. We're going to take an in-call, but on location, reporting from the Suns game, Ryan's there, Suns, Lakers. Rooks, you there, brother? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How's it going, man? It is loud, and I'm in a, a little hallway, so I'm trying to be... <laughs> no, it sounds good. It sounds good. Okay. What's okay. the vi- What's the vibe like there tonight with uh, no D-book but the return of uh, DA? So we have no LeBron. We have no Anthony Davis. We have no Westbrook. We have no D-book. It was like the dominoes just fell of everybody stepping out, taking a rest on this game. But with this house is rocking. It was uh, 35-20 the last time I stepped away. We had about a minute left in the first quarter. Um, of course, you have Patrick Beverly complaining to the refs all all the first quarter. But uh, Always. It's always. on brand, yeah. Uh, of course. But I did hear there was the end of the last uh, segment, and that Raiders game was one of the craziest games the Minnesota game was one of the craziest games. Like, what happened this weekend? This was, was an, an amazing football weekend. It really was. Every game, every game was exciting. Like, every game ended in less than 11 points. Every game ended in, I mean, it was just, there was something in every game to talk about, whether good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, we really didn't get into the refereeing, the officiating, like the Vikings had bad calls. We we're going to get into the Sunday night game. He had one of the worst calls, or not, I mean, that change, we're talking changing games, right. uh, the difference in games, which is going to change playoff picture because some of these guys are fighting for that one spot. So we have a lot to get into for that. But yes, there's, want- there's, a, there's a lot. There were like three or four big calls of especially pass interference or oh, yeah. in out of bounds plays that changed a lot of things. But you can tell that there's certain officials that want certain teams like meets all the successful teams. But what can I say? Hey, boys. All of us won this weekend, right? Yeah, that's what you're saying. This is the second time this year, I think, that all of us in the studio's team won this weekend. 
Yeah. So that's hey. that's kind of cool. Hey, hey, things hey, are looking let's, up. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Things are looking up because your yeah. team looks like they're in the – I mean, besides Philly, who now quarterback's down, not going to play against Dallas, your team could be in the driver's seat right there with uh, with with the Vikings. I mean, right now, if you had me yeah. had me leaning, your guys' defense is – your guys' defense is absolutely Super Bowl-dominant worthy defense. Yeah, and I still think we can win out. I mean, we have the commanders. You can. What, the Raiders and then the Cardinals. And, yeah, I absolutely do think we have a – you absolutely uh, I mean, should. Yeah, our defense is crazy. Now, that being said, a lot of things that should happen in the NFL hasn't happened this season. So, like, you guys absolutely should, and you should blow them all out. I just – weird things have happened this season. It's so – it's it, this is the most in, unpredictable season, and I feel like we said that last season, so maybe we're just prisoners of the moment every year, but this has been the most unpredictable season in, in recent memory. Maybe that recent memory is only 365 days. Geno Smith is going to be comeback player of the year potentially. The NFL's drunk. Let's just that, that's where that's where we're at, people. Oh my God, you're throwing that up. I'm well, just saying he could be. He could. Okay, be. so we we're going into the second quarter. It's 38-24. So who's the leading score for the Suns right now? Uh, it was Chris Paul when I walked away. He had nine, eight, had seven. Um, we've been seeing a bunch of different. Uh, there's been a lot of movement. Bridges has been hitting some threes and looking good. Um, was actually kind of cool. Was down in the tunnel, LeBron. Walked right next to, to me, tried to get a, a, a little video and got the stare down from the security. Absolutely, yeah, bro. They know that he's got he's got secret service level security. You don't even oh, know. Yeah. The only reason yeah, I was I able to pass to by him is because we were in a hallway and I had to kind of make my way. But you could almost feel like you could feel security. He might, bro. He might have security that's invisible. He might have that type of technology. Hey, they're camoed into the, the wall. They're camouflaged into the wall. I mean, I could really believe. That that oh, is there, the case. There were four men around him while he walked in. We're standing there, look up, and then just got to stare at death. You gotta like, love that a six eight guy like doing? that needs bodyguards. You know? Hey, but I get why. I get why. I get why. That's oh, awesome. I get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Completely understand. Didn't want it to be disrespectful. Um, actually, didn't end up getting the video, so there's no there's no proof. Anyway. So you're good. Yeah. So we're all good. All right, boys. Well, I'm gonna get back to it. I got some more writing to do. Anybody out there? JamesOutWest.com. I'm live streaming the or live writing the Sun game. Fantastic. Thank you. That is Ryan Rooks reporting live from the Phoenix Suns game against the L.A. Lakers at the Footprint Arena. Thanks, bud. Boys, for taking over. I appreciate it. Peace. I'll talk to you. All right. All right. And that was Rooks. Wow, that was that went better than expected. Yeah, he sounded pretty good. He sounded actually, great. Yeah. That sounded good, man. All right. So getting back to football because that's what we're here for. We're seeing the highlights right now on TV during the Monday Night Football game of the two games we were just talking about. So getting into the dumbest play of all time, because that's going to lead into the other game. We had the New England Patriots on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders in the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, On my flight to Vegas on Friday, plenty of Patriots fans coming from Arizona because... They had played earlier, so it was like one of those things like they were playing, like making the trip of, hey, we'll go there, see him play here, we'll go here, see him play there. Um, they have to be the most dis- like disheartening thing to see your team that has been so well coached and so buttoned up and maintained to see them lose the way that they did in the most mind-numbing way possible because it's simply unexplainable it's inexcusable and and lateral right like it doesn't make any sense like as a browns fan who's watched plenty of horrible outcomes at the end of games like historically bad things historically bad things 
I don't know that I've seen something worse than this. And that's, well, that's saying yes, a lot. Yes, we have. W- w- which one? Pick a Sunday. <laughs> uh-huh. Not like this, though. Not like this. Not when you have the game tied at 24-24 in a game that shouldn't be tied at 24 Three seconds on the clock. It shouldn't be tied at 24 to begin with because right. the Las Vegas Raiders got a touchdown this that was clearly right. not a touchdown. So when we're talking about refs being and officiating being bad this this weekend in particular, it probably wasn't as bad as it sounds, but because you had five games impacted by one call and this being one of those games, this tied the game with hardly any time left on the clock. He was clearly out of bounds. No. I'm just watching. Oh, the play I'm watching now. you I'm shaking your watching, head. I'm, I'm like, watching no, what? The play just shaking my head again. Just it was yeah. unbelievable. So, so they, they, I mean, they run the ball, and for whatever reason, the defense doesn't touch him. So he goes like 10, 15 yards, and then they, when the defense finally goes to tackle him, he for some reason he doesn't get out of bounds. He he laterals it to his is the receiver, and then you get a second guy. The receiver now goes and laterals it, throws it back, and that's when you get the pick. But like. You know, I don't know why the defense wasn't even tackling him. Like, it was just, it was a weird play in So general. there's so many things to be questioned. One, why didn't they kneel on the ball? There's three seconds. You're trying yeah, to go yeah. to overtime. Okay, two, he runs the ball. As soon as he gets breaks the line of scrimmage, you see Mac Jones gesturing his hands to say, go down. Like, right. go down. Let's yeah. just move on. At, at that point, even knowing you were handed off, if I'm Mac Jones, I don't trust anybody. I would have audibled to, no, we're kneeling on this ball and moving on to overtime. That didn't happen. Ramondre Stevenson makes a huge run, like, you know, gets on the 25 yards. And then all of a sudden, is it, I had thought, because me and you were watching it, me and right. you were watching it, I had thought, does he think they're down one? He must have. I, still I don't thought, know. no, he didn't. He didn't say that? He didn't. Yeah. It was simply like, I think it was literally brain freeze, oh my God, hot potato. Really? Because Jacoby Myers is one that took Why all full responsibility. Why would you do that without, like, thinking you're down? I, I don't, don't get it. I so, don't yeah. understand it. But bottom line is. I mean, yeah, his quote is that it was just a, it was just a draw play, nothing more, le- nothing less. And he, right. And he made a bonehead play, but. And then it got compounded by Jacoby Myers making an even worse play by saying, okay, now I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. Now I'm going to get rid of it. He should have got oh And God. you're going to throw it to your quarterback who can't throw it again because you're not past the line of scrimmage, so that doesn't help you. There's right. the one of the biggest defenders in the NFL, Chandler Jones, standing literally yeah. right in front of him. Now, granted, he was wearing black and silver. You can't see him. I don't know. Couldn't see him on yeah. the field right in front of him. Intercepts the ball. Turns around completely. I mean, it it's, immediately it's puts his big old right meat hook on the front of Mac Jones's forehead and drives him into the turf. Yeah. Mac Jones couldn't do anything. Couldn't trip him. Couldn't grab oh him. Just God. just sitting there praying for Jesus. That's gonna be a poster somewhere. A hundred percent. He walks and when he realizes he's at the twenty and there's nobody there, he stretches the arms out as far as he could with the ball out. Yeah. Like thank you. Like he was running across. Like he just finished a marathon. Woo! Yeah. What just looked great. Walk off to win the game in overtime at home when not that long ago in the season. Something sort of similar happened to you where you fumbled the ball in overtime and the Cardinals returned it for a touchdown. We remember that. And then again, Chandler Jones, the expatriate, like it was as ugly as that was, it was kind of a poetic ending in a way. It was, to me, it was one of the most, I mean, obviously it is, Coach Charlie Weiss was asking this morning on NFL Network, on NFL Radio, What's what's the nickname going to be for this? Because there's got to be right, a nickname yeah, for this. Exactly. There's got to be something. There's the immaculate reception, you know, the tuck, you know, yeah, the yeah. tuck rule. Yeah, all these different things. You know, the we Belichick know. blunder. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of these different the butt fumble. <laughs> like you know, you say it. Oh, we know what it is. The drive. Yeah. The fumble. Like these things, they're known. The Minneapolis miracle, right? Yeah. You have all of these things that get named. The catch. I mean, Iconic moment. I can go in on NFL and on. History. This Always game, even named. though you know one of these teams or both these teams are not going to make the playoffs. Um, to have it happen, but just the way that it did and to have it happen to a team 
that this is there is never a mental mistake like this right. under a Belichick coach team ever, Just ever to have something like this happen. And to have it happen the way it did against Josh McDaniels in his first time, yeah. uh, well, not first time, but his first time since becoming a head coach again, coaching against Belichick, to have that happen is just so okay. tremendous. I'll tell you two things I want to see after this weekend. I want to see the halftime speech uh, that, that O'Connell gave the Vikings, right? And yes. I want to see Belichick review that tape with the Patriots at the end of this week. Like You do not want to be a Patriots oh, player oh at the end God. of that game. Actually, <laughs> Ramondre. Ramondre, I, he's got to be exempt. I know, 172 right? yards? Why does he have to be exempt? He's the one that decided to pitch the ball back. It doesn't matter what you've done in the game. To that point, when you make that big of a mistake, it wipes everything out that you did because that wasn't needed. You weren't down. It wasn't like, it wasn't like oh, he's running and he, he was fighting for yards trying to get and he fumbled. He made a conscious decision to, I'm going to throw this ball over here. Yeah. And, then to throw, and then that guy was oh like, God, what dude. am I supposed to be doing with this? Instead of going down or going out of bounds. I mean, it was a compound of bonehead plays that led to potentially, it might just be called the right. dumbest play in NFL history. We might just call it that. Right. Seriously. Because I don't know how else to, I mean, the immaculate interception, like, it it's doesn't, ha- like it doesn't ring like the bell. It reminds me of, like, that Grant Hill play, like, you know what I mean, when he, like, you know, he didn't know how, he, he called a timeout, didn't realize there was a timeout. Like, it just, it is a bonehead play. You will always remember it as one of the stupidest plays in basketball. Chris Weber. Was that Chris Weber? Okay, Chris yeah. Weber. Sorry, my bad. I was like, but no, I was like, Grant Hill. You knew what I was too? talking about. Yeah, but I did know what, that's how bad of a play it was. I did know what you were talking about. So yes, hey, you sorry, had Grant the Hill. <laughs> sorry, Grant Hill. No kidding. But it's just it's interesting to see how all of that. To ha- again, like Seth said earlier, shout out. He said the NFL's drunk. Like that was that should never have happened. To have it go down the way it did, it's like, did he have money on this game? Did he like realize like he? I don't understand how this goes down, but it did. And again, because it ended the way it did, it took away from another game that we're going to get to because everybody's, I'm sure, talked about this because, you know, America's team, Jerry Jones, all that good stuff. But boy, oh boy, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboyed, <laughs> and it was one of the most Dallas Cowboy things they could have ever done. I feel bad for your fan, for those fans, sort of. I'm a Browns no, fan, I'm, not really. No. Yeah. On the other side, we're going to dive into that game. You're listening to KDUS 1060 AM Phoenix, Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen, James Out West, and right now an ugly, ugly Monday Night Football game. See you on the other side. Welcome back to James Out West, featuring Ryan Rooks on KDUS 1060. Thank you, CJ. James Out West. Ryan Rooks, not in studio, enjoying a beautiful view of a game in which the Suns have blown out the Lakers right now, going into halftime. Um, let's jump right into this because this is going to be a quick segment. This show's going to be over before we know it. We definitely got to pick up a second hour. Um, check this out. Dallas Cowboys can sure up a, a playoff position. They're going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been playing better as of late. Uh, Dallas had that scare against Houston the week before, got away with it, and came out with the victory. Maybe they were turning a page of, hey, you played down to your competition, and you were able to come back and win. And then he went to Jacksonville. And I think maybe the team, you know, when it's part, maybe talked about this. I didn't listen to Sports Talk today on purpose to know, to not know or know. But did anybody talk about them? Maybe did any of the guys like, you know, it is Dallas. They maybe like to party. It is Duval County. Did they go and hang out in Jacksonville a little late on Saturday night and kind of didn't have the game that they needed to have because um, to dominate the way, and I don't want to say dominate the way they did in the first half. They were up 21-7. But to, ha- to basically just, you know, urinate down their leg in the second half and to let Jacksonville do what they did and to go ahead and win in overtime 
on a walk-off interception touchdown return of like 60 yards it wasn't like it was like tipped and you know picked off and the guy walked in the end zone we're talking 60 yards and it got bobbled like it got bumped from one guy to another guy picks it up takes off and it was the second pick of the day to have that happen only to be basically nobody cares because we saw what happened in the Raiders game and then the Giants end up having winning and they they, make the playoffs anyways right so even the Giants win they lose because they won but then their their arch rival makes the playoffs because they won right it's kind of kind of bittersweet on their behalf, but that gives the Giants the ability to stick it in it. Um, dude, Dak Prescott, what 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 the hell's wrong with this guy right now? 23 of 30, 256, three touchdowns, two interceptions, but it didn't th- those numbers don't sound bad. 23 of 30, 256, but it, if you watch the game, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. I don't they the running game, listen, Pollard had under 4 yards of carry and we know Zeke's going to cuz that's where he's at right now, but we had Pollard had 19 carries, Zeke had 16 carries. Like, they didn't give up on running the football, obviously, and yet still found a way to give this game back to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville right. just did not quit. You go into that game, and you would expect to be more interested in what Dallas was bringing to the table. And then when the game is over, and you go back and you look at this, three guys, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Evan Ingram, three guys that, were absolutely electrifying and fun to watch. I mean, Lawrence with 318 yards and four touchdowns, ATN over 100 again, and he just keeps looking really good. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's got chemistry with Lawrence and they played together in college, but he just looks like he's a pro. And look at Evan Ingram doing it again, eight for 62. Bro, Zay Jones had six catches for a buck nine and three tutties. And right. Christian Kirk was six for ninety-two. My goodness! And you saw when they needed a play, when they needed a play, didn't they take one back? And then Trevor, got it again? yeah, no. Trevor Lawrence gave them that. Right. I mean, other than you making the comment that he probably needs to cut his hair, needs to grow longer, needs to do something because it just didn't look right in the back of his uh, helmet. Other than that, he had a he had a a per, not a perfect game, but man, about as perfect as a Trevor Lawrence game as you could have. He played gutty. He played yeah. gritty. He played with every other stereotypical thing you want to name on a white quarterback. He played with all those things. He played with Moxie. He played with Hardy. He played with all those things. All right. And um, he ran for first down. Quite. He had three runs for 21 yards. Two of those were first downs that were like they were needed. They don't come back and win that game if he doesn't make that move. Look, them even making it the overtime game and giving Dallas a scare like this would have been good enough. But the fact they were able to put the cherry on top with that pick six and walk it off to bury them, and you know they probably just can't wait to see what Stephen A. Smith has to say about this, yeah. only to have, again, like we said, the Raiders game to happen to have, have happened to have happened. Stephen A. going to take that cowboy hat off and cry into it. That is a— You know, Stephen A. made sure to keep it alive today. Don't worry. <laughs> I, yeah. I bet he did. Now, real quick, because there was maybe two more games we really want to talk about, but obviously Philly scare with Chicago ends up winning. Philly's quarterback, Jalen Hirsch, uh, you said bum shoulder right now. He's not going to play. Currently, he's listed as—he's not playing against Dallas. That's what I heard right. today. Now, that could change, but I don't know. Pittsburgh getting the victory against Carolina— um, I, I mean, that's great and all, but I mean, for draft settings, you know, this is probably the worst thing that Pittsburgh could be doing is winning games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City doing what they needed to do in overtime to get past Houston. Houston being pesky. First off, Houston's playing carousel quarterbacks, Driscoll and Dougie Mills. And they end up giving Kansas City a game, which you think Kansas City would have known, hey, Houston just gave Dallas a scare last week. Maybe right. we should, you know, it didn't quite... The bottom line is they have Pat Mahomes. Bottom line is Pat Mahomes basically played perfect, and Pat Mahomes won them the game. Uh, getting getting through that and moving on because these are games you're going to need. Imagine if they'd have lost this game. Imagine if KC loses this game. 
which game are we talking about most? We're probably talking about Kansas City losing to Houston right. than, than any of these other ones. Seriously. Like, because that's a, that's a major, because they're the number or number one, number two seed. That would have been a major factor. Um, Tennessee Chargers game was eh. Tennessee looks like they're on the blink, which, again, the Jacksonville game, they could have been right there. They would have been tied with them, record-wise. They're a game out. There's a chance that Jacksonville could win their division. I can't believe we're saying that. I hope they do. Me too. And I was good for Doug Peterson. The thing where they came from the year before with Urban Meyer being there and, and the, the disaster, disaster it was and having uh, back-to-back number one picks to this year potentially winning your division and yeah. being 500 or better. Hey, that's impressive. Now, we never talked about that, but what if that's a late surge like that? Is he up for coach of the year? We were talking about that earlier in the year too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's back in the picture with, with win like that, right? And like you said, with a late surge, maybe he is. That's that's impressive. So we had a couple of like those games there were were obviously not as electric as some of these games. The Detroit game against the Jets. I mean, um, Detroit man, they're right in the thick of things. Uh, the like the Jets didn't have Mike White. They had to go with Zach Wilson. I know Zach got a yeah. rushing touchdown. There was all those you know, nice little things, but we, we we have to say it every week from one and six to seven and seven. Yes, amazing. Yes. The Detroit Lions, the Detroit football Lions, probably have broken the Barry Sanders curse, maybe the Calvin Johnson curse, the whole thing. Yeah. I think the curse has been lifted. The blessings have been given. Yeah. And Dan Campbell's got those guys rolling. I'm very yeah, happy for them. Yeah. I'm very happy for them to see the success that they're having right now. Speaking of success, Aaron Rodgers, keep moving. Um, sorry, Pat. Uh, oh, real quick. Let's just jump to that real quick. So this is obviously a weekend for anybody that plays fantasy football. You know, playoffs are going on. This is the opening okay. weekend because we have an extra – game this year like we did okay so uh pat is five time five time five time in a row in a row back to back to back to back to back high score in the league points yeah. champ in our league that we've had for 22 seasons and he's the number one seed blowing everybody out with scores two, yeah. i'm the eight seed barely sneak into the playoffs and currently, if Aaron Rodgers can do anything right now, I should beat Pat and move on. It's no. going to be the greatest, the greatest upset. Watch and I've been pick. the number one seed before. And I've been the number one seed before and have had it happen to me. So uh, we will see what – I just had to bring it up real quick. Sorry yeah, about that. Thanks, man. All right. So Cincinnati Bengals, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay up early, strong, 17 nothing, And all of a sudden, Joe Burrow making it happen, making it happen. Guys – Guys making plays when need to. The running game is is right there. Should have started T. Higgins. <laughs> if I had started T. Higgins, you'd have already lost. But, um, you know, when you first started seeing that, you're like, oh, are, are Tampa Bay gonna make this? Uh, like, uh, oh, is this the Tampa Bay? Is this Brady gonna gonna push them into the playoff race? This is about the time they start turning on. No, 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 no. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a bad football team. I spent they just a lot of to be years. Winning in the. My God. I spent a lot of years now where I, I I can't bet against Tom Brady. You know how that goes. Yeah, this year. You but can. I should have known at the beginning of the season when he was no longer with Giselle, he don't got no voodoo no more. I should have known he wasn't going to be great. I should have known this team was going to tank. Bro, listen. I know he's on it. You know he knows. He knows. And I don't think he listens every time to be the other one talking. Listen, the Bengals are ten and four, but the Bengals are eleven three and one against the spread. Tampa Bay was one eleven and one against the spread. Like, they do not cover. That's a bad team. That's a bad team. When you have, now granted, and we can, this is for a podcast conversation, we can get into depth about it, but, you know, Brady, it, Pat, is he going to retire after one bad season? No. But is Absolutely he, not. Is he going to be in Tampa Bay again? I said no. Probably I think not. he'll be somewhere else. We can speculate on where that's going to be, but as of how it's sitting right now, the Cincinnati Bengals are right for the taking, especially with the Browns helping them out um, in that division and in the AFC, potentially making a run. I always thought that it was a one year fluke that should have been a touchdown oh my goodness uh, a one-year fluke 
Um, but maybe not. I might have to eat my words with the Cincinnati, the Kentucky Bengals. I mean, they'll never be Ohio's team, but I will give them respect that they may be. Oh man, I mean, are really we are the we are the Charlie Browns of the NFL. If 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 we've there's all this hype with us, and the Bengals come rolling through there with their skyline chili and their their terrible freeways. Uh, and they're just going to keep rolling on to the playoffs. It's going to be very disgusting. Yeah, and they're yeah. a better football team. I, this is just uh, – anyways, so we're going to move on. The the night game real quick because I know we only got about a minute and a half left. The New York football Giants, Polly Pockets, Brooklyn Polly. I'm sorry, your team still stinks, but they had no business winning this game to have the calls that have had happen for them. So not only we're at the end of the game, Washington has the ball. They have an opportunity to score a touchdown. Terry McLaurin checks with the side judge to make sure he was right up on the line. The judge tells him, scoot him up. Hey, scoot up a little bit. You need to scoot up a little bit, sir, on the line. He scoots up on the line a little bit. They run the play. He They score a touchdown. He goes, nope, illegal. I- illegal formation. Lined up in the neutral zone. You told him to line up there. That negated a touchdown these refs, these that could have tied the game. The refs of the NFL, I can say this because I am not affiliated yet, but, and that's a, that's a wishful yet, uh, the uh, NFL officiating right now stinks, bro. Yes. Absolutely, they need to get it together. I don't know what it is. Brad Rogers, you're a stud. The rest of them can kick rocks, get them full time. Ooh, everybody, have a Merry Christmas. We're not going to be on next week. You're listening to KDUS 1060 Phoenix, James Out West. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year's. Be safe, get a driver.